Welcome back to the Bucks Rugby Pod. What a week of Bucks we've had. There were three streamed games, and the best of which happened up at Sandy Park between Exeter and Cardiff. Joining us this week in the captain's bar is Luke Pollock, whose Cardiff side bagged that historic win over Exeter and continue to have one of their best ever BSR seasons. Enjoy. Right, we'll jump straight into it then. Luke, how was your trip up to Sandy Park? Pretty special night, I think, for everyone. Um going to be remembering that one for a while uh quite hostile crowd but it was nice to silence them in the end <laughs> yeah because how there were no Cardiff fans allowed up there how hostile actually was it just having that one-sided kind of like the Cardiff clash just all extra it was weird for us because um yeah like the boys have been casting the club coming to support this year and obviously we had two two buses booked and filled with uh lads from the rugby club supposed to come and then there was a mix-up with the tickets or whatever. So I think Exeter accidentally sold, accidentally sold um, <laughs> uh, the tickets to their fans. So yeah, we had no one, um, which was it was weird for us. But yeah, I don't know. It kind of worked in our favour in the end. It, yeah, we just we we said like before um, before the game or whatever, we kind of knew what we were coming up against. So um, yeah, but. Gutted not to have more of the club there, but they were all back in uh, in the cons and they had it on a projector in their fancy dress and they looked to be having a good old time. So you had a nice little home homecoming then when after the game. Yeah, yeah, they were all selling the footies and stuff. So yeah, they looked to be having good fun. But yeah, I mean, it was it was got not to have them there, but um, yeah, it was it was pretty. I think that made it a bit more special for us um, because it was only the twenty three. Plus the lads who are injured up helping out um, up there, and it, it made it feel a bit more, yeah, a bit more special because it was just us. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it feels to some extent that this year you've sort of come out of the blocks like firing like you've never done before. Has there been some changes in pre-season? Like how how have you ended up being so good this year? You know, one tight loss against Hartbury, you're unlucky not to be unbeaten. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure we'll get on the heartbeat loss um, because that was, yeah, gone. But, uh, yeah, it's funny you ask. I didn't know. I mean, we, we were looking around at preseason and I knew, like, when the coach called me to ask me if I wanted to be captain, I knew, I was like, Tim, we've got a good side this year. Oh, what do you reckon? We've got a good side. And he was like, yeah, it's exciting. Just with the amount of boys we held on to from last year and, yeah, and then I came. I obviously came in a bit late um, to preseason, like two weeks late because of placement, and then seven as well. And then, yeah, I was just couldn't believe uh, how far we had come when I compared it to last preseason. So, a few coaching changes as well. So we had we have like Swank, our coach, who was mainly just defence coach last year, sort of taking more of a head role, and then Al Flowers is like overlooking everything, and then we have Scott Andrews in from from Cardiff as our forwards coach and that's just yeah so yeah a lot of stuff sort of aligned quite nicely for us um, for the start of the season to be honest yeah you mentioned there you, you managed to keep a lot of players like the likes of Ed Dunford Ridian Williams standing out to me and of course yourself as well it seems like a lot of the teams have had some heavy rotation a lot of the Masters boys moving on do you reckon keeping those boys have actually helped you this year just be that little bit better yeah I think people underestimate how much it helps having like experience in Bucks as well. It's a mental, it's a mental league, and 
um, like obviously such high pressure situations, which we struggled with last year. Like we struggled in Cardiff Clash. We struggled um, in more tight games. Like we should have been X or, or Durham at home last year, probably. Um, yeah, we just struggled with those tight games last year, but because so many of us were involved in them, it just, it's, I don't know, it's just a little easier this year. And yeah, I think people underestimate how much an extra year on really helps, even if like your playing style hasn't changed that much. It's just like the attitudes and that. And then, yeah, I mean, it's obviously helped. We've got a few, like we've got Theo Bavaco in um, this year for the first five games as well. He's been class and we've had Adam Williams more released from Blues. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but the the older boys who've stayed on, like it's massive. Like we have Ed Thompson who came off the bench on uh, on Wednesday. There, it's just, like it's his fiftieth cap for Bucks this Wednesday coming, which is just mental. And then we have Greg Ramage like lurking about still. I don't know how he's still lurking about, but he is. Um, so yeah, when you have boys like that, it just yeah, it's just like well, we've been here before, we know how to do it. So yeah, it makes it a lot easier. We haven't seen too much of Greg so far this season. Uh, what's the deal with Greg? He's on placement, is he? Yeah, he's he played Bath and then got concussed at Bath. Um, so that was first game of the season. And then he was fit for Hartbury, um, but decided not to play because he was picked in the Hong Kong squad um, to go away for their like repertoire or whatever and to try and like last ditch to qualify for the World Cup. So he's over in Dubai at the minute. Um, I think... He was fit for heartbreak, but they were leaving on the Saturday or something. So he just thought, oh, I'll just like make sure I'm, I'm good to go. Uh, so he left it. And then, yeah, he's been in, he's in Dubai. He's there for the next couple of weeks. And then I think he's he's back um, for like end of November, December games. So yeah. Just in time for the Derby's and the Clash. Yeah, he knows what wants to take. But I mean, he kind of he kind of can. Like he's fifth year medic now, so... He's obviously mentally busy, so I think the agreement with the coaches and like me is just, mate, if you're if you're able to come come to training, like come to games class. And to be fair to him, when he's about, he comes to training even when he's injured and stuff. So it's pretty cool to see. Like even he's so busy, but he'll still be at training, like running on water and that. So yeah, he's a top man. Yeah. You mentioned there, like you're taking on the captaincy, obviously from Marcus last year. How have you found that? transition I suppose just step up in authority within the club like have the boys made it quite easy for you like managing the experience with the new boys yeah to be totally honest it was like a bit daunting at the start because Marcus is such a big big figure in the club he'd been there for a number of years and like he's a big bloke got a big (laughs) voice and um yeah so I think it definitely took the whole squad and me a little time a little bit of time because I'm probably a bit quieter on pitch, off pitch, um, to get used to it. But yeah, I'm, I'm really close with Marcus and I was last year as well. So it helps like it, during preseason, I was firing messages. Like he, he visited Cardiff there recently. We met up for a coffee just to chat about things. So mate, he's, yeah, like I think, I don't think we can underestimate what he did for the, the club and it might be sound cliche to say, but like where he left it. Um, it, it seems like we're firing on this year, but really, like last year, we went from relegation talks to to sixth place finish, which we should have, we should have finished better, better. And like that's huge, um, a huge like shift in mindset and and stuff. So yeah, personally, I find it a bit bit tricky at the start, um, 
but yeah, sat on it nicely now and it makes it easier. Like we talked about, there's been so many older lads around, so it makes it easier. We have like our leadership group, so five, six boys. Um, and then, yeah, we just were pretty open. Um, there's a lot of honesty goes on to so some brutal conversations, but yeah, it's pretty good. I don't want to bring bring up some bad memories from last season, but you mentioned about the uh, the tight games that you you were on the wrong side of uh, a, a lot last year. You know, losing three clashes by what a total of five points in the end over three games. You know, losing to the likes of Exeter in tight tight games as well, going away, being so close. Was that tough for you boys last year trying to pick yourselves back up after those losses? Yeah, yeah. Short answer, yeah. So <laughs> tough. Uh I expect especially with the third card of class, like I wasn't I was injured at the time. But just sitting in the sideline, I just felt like everything was going going our way and then somehow game slipped out of our hands like Credit to Matt, like they just know how to win in those tight games, and we didn't last year. Um, we found our feet a bit this year doing it, and it's what makes a, a good team a really good team. It's just um, the final few minutes, I think. But yeah, last year we had some like some gotten changing rooms, just uh, just there's no defeat, last minute kicks, and yeah, but it may, it does bring you a lot closer as a team, and like. We never had weeks on end where we were like proper low or anything. It would maybe be till the Saturday and then we'd just wipe it clean and go again. And like I said, we've still come a far, like a long way. Like uh, Greg came up to me after the, the Met game that we won this year and said, you boys don't even understand. Like I was there when Luke Northmore was running in a hat-trick against me. Like we've come so far, <laughs> you know. It used to be like 50 points or 30 point losses. So we've, like last year we narrowed the gap and then this year it was just going going that one more. Yeah, you've absolutely narrowed the gap year on year. And I think we saw how tight it was last year. You have finally overcome that mental block of just getting that first win. I feel like a lot of you boys would have agreed that's all you needed was the one win. And then yeah. we'll see how it goes. How big was that for you? Like beating the likes of Durham and Exeter this year, obviously met as well. You can play with the big boys and you could do anything this season. How big was that for you? Yeah, huge. Like, um, it's funny after the Met game, like in the analysis, no disrespect to Met at all, because obviously they've, they've beaten us every game. They played class, but we were like, boys, we didn't even play that well. Like, we made it so hard for ourselves. Obviously, we scored a try, then we exit, but it's a charge down kick, and they score. Like, we just made the game hard for ourselves. So, I think for me personally, it was just relief being like, flip. Like we've finally done it. And then for a lot of boys, it's just the mental block. So, for like Ed Thompson and Greg, it's finally like we've we've finally, <laughs> finally done it. Yeah. Finally done it. Um and yeah, I think Bath the week before actually prepped us really well for those like last ten minutes because we went down to like last play of the game win against Bath. Um yeah, I think the, the mental block's huge, uh, especially going into the second one. Because it is so funny, like rugby's such a weird game. You even if you feel like you're on top. In his last few minutes, like something, like sometimes just freeze, and so, yeah, I think it's good that we've got we've got over that now. Yeah, because Griff, I remember being there with you, and I we I was talking to Griff. I was like, I swear this is the worst Cardiff Uni have been, but I just feel like this is their best chance to 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 win the game. Yeah, like, it was yeah. weird because through the whole game, it wasn't like neither team sort of took the game by the scruff of the neck. It was 
it was overall yeah. a pretty poor game. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I would say. Like overall, like my 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 cousin and my friend from home came over, and my parents were over, and they were like buzzing, but they were like it was actually pretty bad, a bad game. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it was a bad, like it was a bad game. Super like stop start, wasn't many flow and attack. Like match tries were like breakaway tries. Our tries were mall tries. You know, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's not really how we would all envision the game going, but it's what it was. It was a grudge match. And yeah, hopefully the Christmas one's a bit more exciting, but not, not too exciting because I don't, I don't think the coaches can cope anymore. Yeah, you've got, a, you've got an interesting run at the end of this, this semester, I guess. You've got Swansea um, a couple of weeks before the clash and you've also got, uh, I believe it's is it Bath in the in the week before? Yeah. So yeah. there's a, there's three big matches there. Um, considering you know sort of maybe a sort of derby with Bath being one of the closest English teams. Is that something you're targeting for the end of this semester? So we have we we break it up into blocks. Um, our games. So that's the first five games done now. Um, so this morning we just parked that at training, and then we're looking at the next three games. So we have Leeds um, and then Loughborough away, which is huge for us. And then Nottingham at home, I think. And then we'll we'll look at the last three games. But obviously, yeah, I've had a few thoughts about it. Like, that's a tough, tough three games for us. And Swansea's another one we we struggled with last year for some reason, just mentally as well. So uh, big games and Bath seem to be going well. We got them. We got them early in in the season. Um, I think when they were missing quite a lot of boys this year, so we know they're going to be a different beast when they come down to us. So, yeah, it's a huge three games, and then obviously Matt want want us um, want to make things right for them. So, yeah, before Christmas, it'll all be it'll all be happening. I saw a little WRU article uh, that you spoke in saying about how the squad's remaining grounded, even though you've had those massive wins. It's hard to not get excited about what you could possibly do this season. Like how are you yeah. kind of keeping them on track? Yeah, it's hard for us as well because, like, historically, we're a very nice club, nice team. We're just <laughs> historically, we're probably just happy to be there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's sort of a balance of being, like, quietly confident. Like, we are good. We're good enough to be up there, top of the table. So, yeah, we talked about this this morning at training. Like, we're not shifting our mindset to let's survive because you can't. When you're top of the table, you can't survive there. You have to be going after to win. Actually, G and the boys up to be like, no, we are good enough to be here. Like we've proved it now. Um, I don't think complacency is a huge is a huge issue for us, just because a lot of boys have been involved with tough losses, like we've talked about already. Um, I mean, people said we got complacent against Hartbury, but, but I don't think I don't think that was the case as such. I think it was just. Uh, yeah, we can get onto that game if you want to, but yeah. I was there, right? I was watching the first half. At the end of the first half, they they just didn't get anything clicking. All their penalties, they kicked a touch. It didn't go out. They went out on the fall when they were kicking uh, in the game. You were just scoring tries. If anything, you were unlucky not to get a bonus point uh, tries in the first half. And then what happened? Yeah, I know. Um, we seem to... Yeah, we seem to get frustrated, I think, really frustrated because we probably should have been like 20, 30 points up in the first half. And then I think we got a bit, um, yeah, just a bit frustrated because they didn't play very exciting rugby, did they? So it was just hard car, one off around the corner. 
and we start we sort of prefer like I feel like we get more out of and we gel better as a team when we're playing a team who can also play like extra on the weekend like they like to play a little bit although they did have one up cars on the corner and Harpery were just starving off starving starving off of the ball and keeping the ball off us trying to frustrate us and it worked and like we had a pretty brutal conversation on that Saturday about um, controlling our emotions on the pitch because we had worked so hard at it over pre-season and first three games we did so well at like controlling it and then yeah against Heartbreak it wasn't there um, within the team to be honest um, a few boys just like lost our heads a little bit because we should we all knew we should have been winning um, so yeah if anything now though it's been really good learning for us just to like that's what happens when you get too frustrated or like half the team is shot in the other half of the team like that's what we want to avoid um, and then last week was just the complete rule reversal of that. So, yeah, so so happy that we showed last week we we are good enough to still be there. Like the Met and the Durham, the Bath wins weren't just one offs. You know, I think winning against Exeter away um, at Sandy Park, especially like it just shows to everyone that like, we're, we're a serious team. And I remember one of the one of the Hartbury lads, one of the supporters, came over and was like uh, shouting at us. He wasn't even playing. So and us being like top of the league, my ass, top of the league, my ass, and uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, I know, yeah, and it, it's just my uh, typical box chat to be fair. Um, but it just yeah, it gets me some like we no, we are good enough to be there. But if you have an off day, you do you do suffer. So um, yeah, I'm glad to make that right. And um, yeah, hopefully that boy's feeling silly now. <laughs> it was interesting. I know Griff was there, like he says, and he was kind of texting me in the first half, like. Geez, like Cardiff, the real deal. Like, this is class. Oh my God, they could yeah. do it. And then I was like, right, well, that's that then. Started making notes like for the pod, being like, okay, Cardiff, the real deal, blah, blah, blah. Don't hear from him for the whole of the second half. I'm like, right, what's going on here? Open to yeah. it. But it's nice to see, though, that you are learning those lessons. Like, the way you're talking now, like last season, I lost to Heartbreak in a game that tight. You know, it would be like, oh, that's unlucky. I can see how frustrated you are. And it just shows those standards clearly have lifted for you this season. You can see the difference in the mentality. Oh, mate, yeah. And it's like, after the game, we're gutted, but it's more, it's like boys aren't sad. They're just like frustrated and angry at themselves. And like pretty much no one went out. Like we went to our team social, had a pint and just all went home. Just because we're just like, that wasn't us out there. It's just, it was just frustration. I think they did well. Like the rain came on in the second half, obviously. They did well to just starve us of the ball, like I've said. They have a couple of big lads, which they just used well. And if you want to get into the nitty gritty stuff, like we just, we we weren't like top tackling well at all. We were trying to soak soak them up and um, sort of slow their ball down when we should have just been chopping them. And yeah, I don't know, there's just a couple of things. But hey, we have a chance to make it right when we go away um, to them. It's definitely a game we're looking forward to after Christmas. You talk about they have a lot of um, big lads. They've got a very short lad as well. He got um, a fair bit of abuse in the number seven. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, it's much like everyone gets. Yeah, I'm sure he was very that. relieved to win that one then. At the, at the end of that game, he must have been giving the crowd some stick. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, you have to be, you have to like just accept box for what it is. But because we've been in the, in the tough times per se, the bottom of the league like we do have a lot of respect for uh the big teams and i think it shows like when we when we win against exeter and and durham and stuff it's not like 
were in their faces or anything because we know what it's like. Like Durham has travelled seven and a half hours uh, to come down to lose. Like it's so tough for them at the top of the league and their quality side. So I don't think any any other team would do as well as they do when they with the amount of travelling and stuff. So mm. yeah, I think like as a club we yeah respect respect the teams a lot. But um yeah, it's just bugs and you know, the chance and stuff. Yeah, you mentioned just there the amount of bipping that number seven was getting. We spoke to a. Uh... James Cherry, and he was telling us how the Loughborough boys were in their ears all game. Just wanted to ask you, Ed Dunford might get the most stick out of all the players in the league, lad. Does he acknowledge it, or does it, is he literally just blocking it out now? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He's been around for a while now. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> in, the Met, in the Met game, he gets a lot as well. No, he, he seems to deal with it quite well, to be fair. Like... I mean, the stuff they come up with is pretty random. I don't think their chance, their chance about him have much uh, substance or like backing behind that. Great to hear. The, Great to I hear think, that. <laughs> I think I think it was the Met boys that started it, like started it up, and it seems to have got around. Um, yeah, can't confirm. There's no actual backstory to that. <laughs> <laughs> the chance we're all referring to. We were steering um, clear of getting him on the pod just in case. You don't want any legal uh, implications. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> no, nah, he's actually he's actually a top bloke, but um, yeah, nah, there's no there's no substance behind that, and yeah, mate, the Met, I mean, we saw the Met lads had like a poster saying I like kids as well, so no there's no substance behind that. Yeah, they're just <laughs> um, they're quite they're quite good at just making up random random stuff, but uh, yeah, no, adds yeah. He he's got some swagger like... about him, hasn't he? He's just got the confidence, like especially this year, he's just been giving it to the crowd everywhere. Yeah, he's a, he's a confident lad. I think the Met game, he showed a bit of swagger. He's a confident lad, but I think people don't realise how much he cares and how much uh, it means to him. Like, obviously, he has this, the swagger and the confidence, but he still cares like, care so much about it, and he's probably the most got it if, if we lose a game. And he feels the pressure a lot as well, so he's just getting around him. I think this year, he's, he's sort of enjoying it a bit more. Um, because of the way we're playing, the style of the style of what we're playing suits him, obviously. Um, so he's enjoying it a bit more, and yeah, it's just like keeping him upbeat, not getting, not allowing him to get in his own head too much, and uh, yeah, maintaining that swipe. Like we love it when he's playing like that with with the confidence. So he is a class player, like one of the most talented times I've ever played with. Um, definitely, he's on form. Like there's no time better than him in the league. So um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it works out from this year and he picks something up um, after after he graduates. We said we said a few times on this part is you know the flair players catch our eyes and tens kind of get a lot of the glory. You've scored some nice tries yourself, but as a captain, then who are the boys who maybe we're not picking up on in the team that are making that massive difference? Ben Chapman. No one's talking about that guy um, enough. Like even if even people are, no one's talking about that guy. He's our vice captain. Uh, but like his quality just week in, week out. Like he's not the heaviest bloke, but he just kneeling, kneeling lads. I think he made like well over 22 tackles on the, against Exeter and Sandy Park. And then he's still making breaks in the 60th minute, like out the back doors. <laughs> yeah. So definitely Chapman, um, Bowler, to be fair. And then he'll Ridian, to be fair, um, on the wing. He does a lot of the stuff that no one notices, but we all notice it with him and the coaches love him because he just he's sort of shutting off attacks before they ever happen. I don't know if, if you watched Exeter, but like when they're on to go, he's just closing the door before it ever gets going. 
um and it's that sort of stuff that like makes a huge huge difference um and then yeah we, we have our big locks as well so ethan phillips um like yeah yeah he never puts a foot wrong literally turns out like eight nine out of ten performances week on week out um yeah and he's just yeah he's 120 kegs doesn't look like it at all um yeah he, he's quality as well so i think there's a few boys definitely that that fly below the radar but in the club are held a very high high standard um but yeah like commentators and stuff would, would maybe miss out on, on those lads um especially chapman and ethan i think yeah you're obviously uh well, not from the UK, from Ireland. Um, you've come across here. What what drew you to Buck Super Rugby initially? Firstly, I'll correct you. I'm from the UK, from Northern Ireland. But uh, uh, Northern Ireland. Oh, I was yeah. going to scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm from Northern Ireland. What drew me over here? Uh, I took a year out after school, sort of pursuing the rugby side of things with Ulster. Um, and went all right with them. And then didn't didn't get offered a contract. Or when COVID hit, it was all a bit like up in the air. I could feel, you know, when you just have the feeling that nothing's coming your way. I could feel that a few of the other lads were getting pushed on. Um, and like fair play to them, like Ethan McElroy and and, and so on. I pushed on well and start start for the first team. So I could I could sort of just feel the air of I'm I'm not going to get offered anything here. I, I played for the the A's and stuff a couple times um, throughout the season which I was happy but yeah I didn't get offered anything and then I had been applying to uni um, during that year like reapplying for physio courses and just, just going over for interviews and stuff so I interviewed at Northumbria, Nottingham Cardiff um, and then at, back home as well, Ulster Uni um, and then I just had a decision to make when, when Cardiff they're probably the best uni that offered me a physio degree. So um, I had the decision to make like whether I stay at home, go to uni at home or, or go abroad and or not abroad, but over the water. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I just, I really fancied the change, especially after when COVID was going on, just a lot of time spent at home. And I sort of thought the ship had sealed with Ulster. So I thought if there's a chance to play a different style of rugby, like, some university rugby. I watched a couple of the clips on YouTube and and stuff. I was like, yeah, it doesn't look too bad, to be fair. Um, but honestly, when I came over, I had no real intentions of going this far. Like in first year, it was obviously my COVID year, so wasn't wasn't really playing at all. I think I dropped down to like eighty two kilos or something. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then second year, all sort of just kicked off. So, what are your kind of do you have? many plans looking forward we spoke to Dave Rogers not so long ago and Ireland are the only team not to pick a Bucks player in the Six Nations have you got your eye on maybe being the first or do you kind of take it one step at a time uh, oh wow I didn't know that that's quite cool um, yeah mate one step at a time 100% so the plan the plan this year for me is uh, apply for physio jobs at the end of uh, the end of the year Um well, just throughout the year and, and see what happens. Uh, I think I'll probably still, if if I get a, a job in physio, I'll still get, um, I'll still be in wheels, hopefully. So, yeah, maybe play play a bit of rugby on the side. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I suppose it's it's difficult to say. Um, 
because I haven't I haven't heard much rugby wise yet. So um, we'll just see how this season goes. But if not, I'm happy. Like I've got got hopefully if I if I qualify this year, got a good degree um, behind me and a job I can sort of go into. So yeah, it's nice to have that option, and that's why I went to uni. Um, like left left Ulster and stuff to, to go to uni just to have the backup option. Um, because even if you do even if you do like pick up a contract here or there, you know, like you get an injury or you get dropped, like it's a sport's a brutal thing, isn't it? So yeah, I don't have don't have too many plans to, to answer your question. Like I wouldn't mind going um going home long term, but um at the minute I'm happy where I'm at. I feel like you've kind of summed up there some of the biggest issues with the game at the moment, like the Wasps, Worcester going under. You kind of can't guarantee that you're going to have that contract even if you sign it for any certain amount of time so having that degree like the pathway you've chosen you boys are kind of showing it's a it's a really valid option for any level of rugby player yeah and i think there needs to definitely needs to be like more education around how brutal it is because a lot of boys get promised the world when they're in school um like i'm lucky i had good people like good family and stuff around me who my, my mom was like I just want you to get a degree. I just want you to get a degree and just go and like, she obviously wants me to do whatever I want to do, but like, it's so brutal and uh, professional sport can be like, um, yeah, it can be glorified. I think it's, it's tough for the, like the little guy who doesn't, who is training every week, but then goes and plays for the club team, doesn't get, doesn't get started. You know, and I, I felt that like, even when I was in, a, in amongst the, the, the Ulster seniors in that year off, like there was a lot, there's a lot of lads who just weren't getting picked the whole time. Um, and like, what do you do in that situation? It's your job. You, you still got to go to training, even if, even if you're not enjoying it. So that I just thought like, I need another option. I need another out if I'm not enjoying it. Um, so yeah. And I really like, I like the school. Like I like studying it. I didn't, <laughs> In, in some ways, I hate it that year. I just using my body the whole time. I wanted to actually think about something that wasn't rugby. You know what I mean? So it's nice to have a degree on, on the side as much as we say, like, flip the degrees, a pain in the ass. Like, because a lot of the boys do tough degrees in our team. Um, it is good. It's really good to have a balance, I think, because too much rugby, nah, not for me. <laughs> yeah, you talk about the brutality of academies and stuff, and you see it from a young age as well. I remember when I was in school, some of the lads were playing for RGC, which is the team that covers the whole of North Wales. About 13, 14, they were getting pushed to eat more, to try and put weight on. It starts from a really young age almost. And maybe at 14, you're not not too sure if you're going to make it at all. You know, you might get to 16, you don't want to play rugby anymore. It's, it's, it's a tough balance to get, especially, well, across the whole age range and the age, age grades of any rugby team. Yeah, and it's mental, like, being told at 14 that you're going to be a pro player. Like, how does anyone know that um, lads develop at different ages? And I think that needs to be appreciated as well. If you're not in an academy at 18, like Ben Chapman, for example, not in an academy at 18, but probably one of the best hookers I've ever played with. Like, everyone just develops at different ages because your body develops differently. Like, your mindset, mentally, you develop differently as well. So... Yeah, it's tough. Like, in some regards, it's tougher for the lads who, like, for us, for us boys in Bucks, unless you're, like, die hard, I need a contract, I want a contract. For, for our uni lads, most of them have good degrees. 
and they're like if something comes it comes if not I'll go work which is like such a privileged position to be in um but yeah it's, it I have so much respect for the boys in academies and 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 stuff and I'm obviously still really close friends with a lot of boys who've gone up through the Ulster Academy and like if you if you make it it's it's a good life and it's fast um but yeah people forget about people forget about the two three-year academy contracts who then don't, don't get offered pro and and where does that leave them you know it is nice that it seems like a lot of your boys have got that balance of if you make it happy days but that you do have a backup and it sounds like you're quite passionate about your degree as well and so becoming a, a physio long term doesn't actually sound too much of a bad life for you you know yeah and like it's a balanced life as well it's go to work eight to four and and you don't you don't necessarily have to think about it outside of that and that's what people forget about sport uh like you never you're never not thinking about it if you're a, a professional you know because it's your livelihood and it's a nice thing about bucks like we take it seriously and all and all but like i just it's, it's good to be grinded as well at the weekend like Losing to Heartbreak, for example, doesn't actually have to make my weekend a bad weekend. You know what I mean? It does, though. It does. Yeah, there's more. The, <laughs> yeah, it feels like sometimes it does, but um, there's more to life, you know? And, like, yeah, I think, I think as you said, like, a lot of the boys are, do have a good balance. So we've got a couple of medics in the team and stuff. So, um, like, obviously, for, like, Greg Ramage, he's going to be a doctor next year, but he probably could pick up a contract somewhere if he wanted to. Um, so, yeah. It's it's good. I really like the balance, and it's just nice to have have other things to talk about as well, like degrees and stuff, rather than just. just what a decision, mine for Greg. Do you want to be a doctor or break people in half on a rugby pitch? I know, I know, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I think he's, I think he's had sort of steering towards the the medicine road a bit. He's uh, he's been quite unlucky with injuries and stuff in the past, and the way he plays. I can do that for the amount of years he's done. Like he just sticks his head and everywhere, and yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I know. Big decision for him. Wish him all the best uh, over the next few weeks. You know, he's going to well the playoff for the World Cup. That's mental. That's mental. Yeah. A Bucks rugby player could be going to the World Cup. Yeah, and like hopefully he does. Uh, yeah, we wish him all the best. Obviously. Hope, hope we get some game time as well. Um, yeah, he's literally, boys, he's got his laptop over, like, doing his uni work in the hotel in between training sessions. Um, so, yeah, like, hats off to him. He's class. And his brother was the same managing, like, his masters, also being captain. Like, just ex- they just uh, seem to excel at what they do. And, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Hong Kong qualify and he's a a Cardiff Uni rugby player playing in the Rugby World Cup might be pretty awesome right then boys we'll pretend that Bucks <laughs> is all that matters uh, forget the degrees we're going to try and uh, predict next week's games the boys last week got two right out of out of all five so there's no pressure on uh, on getting anything too correct I'll uh, good. I'll, uh, I'll list the games off for you boys we'll let Griff go first give you a bit of time to think Looking at the fixtures this week, it seems like there's been tougher weeks to predict, but you just never know. First one, Durham Swansea, Durham at home. Griff, what are you saying for that one? Yeah, sometimes sometimes I like to talk about why I'm going with this uh, decision, but this is fairly obvious. Durham are going to win this one. 
I'd have to agree. It's a big away away trip for Swansea. Like, as the hanging place to go, all dressed. Those boys are uh, they're hurting at the minute, so I'm going to go Durham as well. Next one, Nottingham, Exeter. That's that one's interesting. Easy, yeah, it's not an easy place to go, but then it's Exeter. Exeter three losses this year. You know, Nottingham three losses as well this year. So they're both in sort of the similar position. They both need to win this. I don't know. It's going to be close. Because it's going to be close. Well, Nottingham won all their home games. They are different, different breed at home. I want, I want to say Nottingham. <laughs> you know, I want to say it, but I just, I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be like five points, but Exeter are going to take it. But it hurts me to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think you lost your head there, but I think Exeter are going to come out fire this week. They're like proper quality side I think they're definitely the best side we've played this year um, so they're a great group I think I think Exeter will win comfortably especially after last week I think they'll be hurting a bit Ooh, yeah. best side you've played this year big statement <laughs> big statement yeah you've had some tough games uh, yeah Hartbury Cardiff Met Met are away Griff I I don't know if you're going to go with your heart or your head here uh, <laughs> um, yeah it's a tough one yeah uh, you said those, yeah, it seems like there's easier or harder weeks to predict. This is well hard. <laughs> I'm going to say this is an easy week. Uh, I feel as if both teams, again, need to win. Hartbury, maybe, again, similar to last year, not quite reaching the heights they did, you know, in the previous Bucks seasons when they won three times. Um, Matt bouncing back, beating Nottingham. But then again, Nottingham, fresh team in Bucks Super Rugby coming down to King Coyne. It was going to be a tough game for them, so um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with another tight game. <laughs> I'm waffling here. I'm trying to make some time for me to make a decision. I'm going to. I'm going to go with Matt. I'm going to go. With we all knew you were going to go with Matt at the start. Of that. You didn't need all that spiel in the middle, lad. Look what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I think Matt have been going pretty well. To be fair, beat Bath. Um, Bath away. Which is a huge result, and then knowing him, yeah, I'm gonna go with Matt. I think uh, Harper is definitely kept a good fight, but I just think the weather, their pack so flat. I think, I think if if Matt can just hold off their pack a little bit, the the backs, the the Matt outside backs will have a field there. Yeah. Right. So you've both gone the same so far. This might be a one where it's worth going the opposite. Bath versus Loughborough. Bath being at home. That's an interesting game because Bath were unbelievable uh, this week. Oh, great question. Great, great question. Bath class last week, Loughborough top of the league. But the trip down to Bath is going to be tough. Oh, I'm going to go for Loughborough, I think. I've just got sure. a feeling that they're going to do it. And it feels like this year they're a different beast. You know, Charlie Ticken, when he plays, he's been... He was with, uh, I believe he was with the Warriors, but of, of course, the, whatever's happened there, it's unfortunate. But now he's just with Loughborough. He's going to be That's, playing week in, week out. He's going to be dangerous. So, yeah, Loughborough for me. Luke, do you get a chance to watch the games back? I know you were obviously quite busy Wednesday night. Um, Bath were incredible on Wednesday. Do you, do you manage to look back at the games? Uh, we saw, we were talking about the, the second rope, the lock. Uh, Mackenzie Graham, is it? Yeah, it was filthy. Um, He's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, 
it's, it's a fair play to that bloke, but um, I don't know. I back, I kind of back Bath on this one. Uh, like you've said, like obviously Loughborough have more consistency this year with their other players being there, but I think the right like is Bath Bath are home, aren't they? Yeah, Bath are home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I back Bath on that. They're, they're on a bit of a roll, to be fair. So. Um, I, I do have a few friends over last row, but sorry, boys, I'm back back on this one. <laughs> a bit like yourselves, they have those familiar names. Mackenzie Graham was one who scored a hell of a try on Wednesday, and Luca Mignot, a fullback as well, familiar name. They're playing really well, so I, I feel like I kind of back you on that one. Bath being at home as well, it'll be an interesting one. I think it's the game of the. Uh, I think that's the game of the round. Bath last row, surely. 100%. Yeah, it probably is because you just don't know. Like Loughborough, infamously good and traditionally good, but Bath this year keeping those players, it is going to help them, and it has already. Yeah. It's just how how consistent they can they can keep uh, keep going. Your game, mate, Leeds Cardiff. It's a, mm. it's a tough one every week for Leeds at the moment. Like oh, it, don't it feels like... harsh. It feels yeah, harsh. Do we always bring Leeds up? But, because... but they know it, and everyone we spoke to has mentioned how they have good players. It's just they they're do. just in that yeah. rut. They're just in that rut. Yeah, and like they will get out of it at some point. It's just a bit of a rut for them, and they will get out of it. Um, I mean, obviously, think <laughs> I just think we're gonna win. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just going for a bonus point win um, for them. Uh, so yeah, back in us. But yeah, I do feel for them at the minute as well because like it's it's a tough place to be, um, getting in a bit of a rut, but. I mean, I like you said that they have some quality players, so genuinely hope they, they manage to turn it around, but just not this week. Yeah, you can lose any game in Bucks, and I feel like the fixtures it's it's a it's a bit of a cliche. There are no easy fixtures, it's just the way they've lined up for them. Once they lost to Nottingham at the start, it's kinda of like Yeah. It's just tough, isn't it? It is tough. They need yeah, I think they needed something from that first game because yeah, it, it could be it could be anyone with that run of fixtures, you know what I mean? So, yeah, the thing is, you flip the script on that, right? And you, if Nottingham would to lo- had lost their first game, they could have been with sitting on zero, zero between zero and two anyway, because they got a bonus point at Durham. But then they'd have been in the rut, and they've got a tough run of fixtures. You know, they had what was it, Loughborough, Durham, Met, and then now they're playing Exeter yeah. this week. Yeah, it's tough. What are yeah, you saying, have... Griff, for that one? Oh. Leeds, Cardiff, are you going to go yeah. with? Cardiff, Uni, yeah. <laughs> As in, no, no-brainer. feel sorry for Beckett, but yeah, it's just not going to be this week, I don't think. They've got Hartbreed home next week. Maybe that could be when they turn stuff around, but I just think Cardiff, Uni are too strong at the moment and uh, playing with some, yeah, some swagger to their play. Yeah, a couple of decent centres in that team, right? Yeah, That's they're all right, aren't they? <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll see how they get on. We can't get much worse than last week, surely, with two points. But um, cheers for joining us, Luke, and uh, all the best on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, thank you very much, lad. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, cheers. Fun, boys.